Welcome back in. It is the Bill Michaels show. It is a Friday, a rainy Friday, but a fun one at that. Brewers win last night. Back in action tonight. Brandon Woodruff on the bump, trying to keep the good stuff going since returning from injury. Brewers trying to lengthen that lead in the NL Central, heading into the All Star break. Uh, the Open is going on as we speak in St. Andrews. Cam Smith, two Camerons at the top of the leaderboard. As I mentioned, a Cameron has never won a major in golf. Cam Smith, 13 under. Cam Young, 11 under, both on the back nine of their second rounds. Dustin Johnson, a nine under in third. Scotty Scheffler, Terrell Hatton at eight under. And then you have a lot of names at seven, including Roy McElroy, finished through nine today. So nine holes left to go. Shaping up to be a fun weekend. I can speak for myself. This is a leaderboard that gets the juices flowing, if you will. I'm going to keep it PG, but it is a uh, it is one that brings much excitement. It is one that I cannot wait to wake up early to watch going into the weekend. Grant, last hour we spoke about the Packers' best offseason move, whether it's Basaccia and the coaching staff to fix the special teams, whether it is the Devontae trade, which included the drafting of Wyatt and Walker. I guess I'll include both of them because that probably played into the first round strategy a bit. So I'll say Devontae trade plus Wyatt and Walker with him being traded. And then the signing of Jerron Reed, the signing of Sammy Watkins, a lot of options there. But a fun thing we did last night, Zach Heilprin and myself on our show, Kenny and Heilprin, the podcast again is out if you want to listen to it. Talking Wisconsin Badgers, but across the college football landscape, who we would add to this Wisconsin team. And it's a good way to look at where the holes are or where you still have questions. And even if it's not a question, where you still think somebody could improve in a certain regard. For instance, I like Wisconsin's wide receiving core entering the year. However, I still think adding a top of the line talent would do a lot for the team. So we talked, I talked about tight end for Wisconsin. That was my big answer. Take away quarterback. We actually did it without quarterback. Because the answer is quarterback, right? If you could bring in a Heisman guy instead of Graham Mertz, that team looks a lot better instantly. But here, it's uh, for the Packers, you have the quarterback situation figured out. So I want to flip this question to the Packers. If you look around the NFL and you had to choose one guy to add to this Packers team, who would it be? You could go, it doesn't matter what the contract is. It doesn't matter their age. Just for one season, for this season, to bring the Packers to and to have them win the Super Bowl. Grant, who would you add to this Packers team? Well, I think Aaron Donald, because I think he's the best football player. Like, any team would love to have Aaron Donald. But I'm going to try to have a little bit more fun with this. I think the Packers' biggest area of weakness is edge rusher depth. I love their top end with Rashawn Gary, and I really like Preston Smith, but I kind of wish there was a third guy. So I'm looking at... Pro football focuses specifically Sam Monson's edge rusher rankings. Tier one is TJ Watt, Miles Garrett, Khalil Mack, Micah Parsons, Joey Bosa, Max Crosby, Nick Bosa. Trying to figure out which one of those guys I would like the most. Well, I don't think TJ Watt. Grant, part of the fun of this is I'm going to name a lot of names that either once were Packers or had the potential to be Packers and would be great for this team. I mean, if I had to add anybody to have everyone shut up about Kevin King, finally, TJ Watt. Yeah. Yeah. I just, 
it's too painful. I can't go there. Is it because of JJ? It. You don't want to well, deal with that, his brother? I don't want to deal with any of them. Um, <laughs> not to, they're like Wisconsin's golden family, royal family, and I'm just, I don't know. Uh, I think I'd have to take Miles Garrett. Give me Miles Garrett. So there's no wrong answer here. And Aaron Donald is obviously a slam dunk there. I think it's safe to say Rodgers is not the place I would go. I'm not going to take Mahomes. I mean, someone could come and call in 877-867 if you want. You could argue Brady, and I'll let you argue Brady. Just given. Let the caller do it. Yeah, someone else can argue it, and I will then probably agree in some ways, given his prowess in the postseason. But. If I had to upgrade some, I, I'm not I'm not touching the quarterback position. I'll just put that out there. But if you want to argue no. Brady, more than welcome, call in. My idea is... I think, go ahead. So wh- where's this team week, Grant? They, you don't really know what they're going to look like at tackle because of injuries, and we'll talk mm-hmm. about the tackle position. The special teams were weak. They could use a terrific punter. We don't know what Pat O'Donnell will bring. Or Ty- Turner. Yes. Tight end depth. And even starting is a question with when Rob Tunyon comes back. That's one of my answers. But how about the wide receiving core? You know, they're going into the year. You hope we mentioned it. You hope Watkins finds some beautiful elixir and becomes the top five pick. He was supposed to be in the NFL and stay healthy. You have Randall Cobb. You have Alan Lazard, who you trust a little bit more. You have Christian Watson, who you drafted. uh, I mentioned Lazard. You have other rookies you drafted, a couple holdovers like Amari Rogers from recently. But, you know, Grant, what if they go? Crazy idea. And it's going to be really hard to picture as Packer fans. What if they go and add the best wide receiver in football, Devontae Adams? Oh, I I thought you were going to say Justin Jefferson. No. Um, which would be easier to picture. I know he's on the rival Vikings, but I don't really have beef with J.J., yeah, uh, Adams sure would fit. I, I'd like to think that <laughs> chemistry with Rodgers and Adams would be pretty good. Seemed like they could get something going. You would hope. And I do want to put the caveat in. For this exercise, the player you pick will then also not be on the other team. So that is a great argument for Justin Jefferson. It also could be a great one for Donald. So going to the AFC doesn't have as much of a benefit as staying in the NFC North and picking a guy that the Packers then won't have to face. That's what I tried to do for the Badgers because I went to Iowa's middle linebacker, Jack Campbell, their safety, Riley Moss, Northwestern's tackle, uh, Peter Skaronsky. Options that Wisconsin will then not have to face when they play them to then help them in that way. So that could be the Justin Jefferson argument. My pick for this would be George Kittle. Yeah. Maybe a little bit off the beaten path in terms of who the best players in the league are, but we haven't really seen Rodgers with a best tight end and football level guy. Jimmy Graham was it once in his career, but he wasn't that in green Bay. George Kittle is a ferocious blocker. So we know he would fit in that regard. He's also a crazy athlete. He is one of those kind of offensive transforming guys where you can't guard him with a safety because the safety is too small Mm -hmm. or yeah. And you can't guard him with the linebacker because the linebacker is too slow. Kind of like Rob Gronkowski, but a little bit different, newer age. Adding him, I think, would be the most lethal addition you could bring to Rodgers, even including the wide receiver spot. Because, again, we haven't really seen Rodgers with best tight end in football caliber guy. 
Well, and I think Goody agreed. I mean, they tried to trade for Darren Waller. Yeah. I think they, they love this idea of adding an elite tight end. Okay. I have a wide receiver question for you because I don't know how to answer this. Can I throw one name out first? Please do before I follow up. Yes. That I needed to mention and I think would fix every problem they had last year. Can we add Taysom Hill to this team? <laughs> Rogers takes Man. a day off. You don't need to watch Jordan Love play quarterback. You can do the wishbone with Hill. Every special team problem you ever had is fixed because he's a wizard. And then we can get into that terrible state of third and two that the Saints did at the back end of Bree's career where they put Taysom Hill in at quarterback split breeze out wide, pretty much take their hall of fame quarterback off the field and put it in the hands of Hill. I want to talk about that on sports radio on Monday when it doesn't work, yeah. because I think that was a, a pretty insane way to try to score yet. Think about it. You had the Swiss army knife. You make every Packer fan happy that wanted the Packers to hold on to him. I think that at kind of like TJ Watt, it doesn't only fit on the field. It fits with everything we've heard over the last five, six years. And then that argument's over. This was like every radio show that we did in 2018. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why did they let Taysom Hill go? We did that for months. Um, so we're practiced. We're polished. We're ready for that. If he came back, we'd have all the content ready to go. Um, I think you could make a great case to add any of the top wide receivers. I'm looking at PFF here. Their rankings, their three tier 1A guys are Jefferson Cup and Jamar Chase. Um, and this is from earlier this month. Here's my question. I'm hesitant to say I would. Well, a little bit of a lag there, which is a shame. I'm sure that was the most insightful wide receiver question. Uh, our guy Brentley tweets in as we get the connection figured out. I, I think it's back, Grant, but, but I'll hit this tweet quickly to make sure it is. Our guy Brentley tweets in. He said, I'm going Travis Kelsey hands down. Same thought as Kittle, probably a little better player, but from the AFC. You then asked us, what do you say if you flip this and use the Milwaukee Brewers? I think I would agree with what Grant said yesterday. I would love to have Freddie Freeman on yep. the Brewers. We'll talk about the Brewers coming up next in the same ilk or later this hour. I don't even think it's recency bias from the playoffs last year. He's Give so, me Freddie Freeman. He's so good. He is. He's so good. He also oh, does everything right. Like there's yes. nothing. There's nothing he's not good at. He's a perfect yeah. baseball player. Maybe Paul Goldschmidt, just to get him the hell off the Cardinals, too. There you go. That, that would be another answer, maybe. Here's my wide receiver question. Yeah. I'm hesitant to take one of these top wide receivers because I feel like if you add Justin Jefferson, we're right back where we were with Devontae Adams, and that wasn't working, right? They have one wide receiver that's leagues better than everyone else. Rodgers probably throws the ball to that guy too much, and it's a problem. Is there a wide receiver in the league that you could add to the Packers and it would be different? it wouldn't be an issue like it was with Adams, right? Is there a guy whose skill set is designed in such a way or he's good at certain things where you could bring him in and he could be the only good guy and it wouldn't become an issue in big moments like it did with Adams? Is there a guy? Huh. Do you know what I'm asking? Yes. I can't. I mean, like, why would it be different with Justin Jefferson? I feel like it looked like it looked the last couple of years. And without a number two, I still think the offense has a ceiling. But maybe there's a wide receiver in the league that's a little different, does some different things, and it would work in a way that it didn't work with Adams. I think it would need to work with a guy that doesn't have enough respect from a defense that maybe isn't triple teamed on third and 10 with the game on the line in the playoffs. 
So then he could win that one-on-one battle. You know what I mean? Kind of accepting the fate of the ball going there anyway. Pick a guy that isn't necessarily going to be double teamed everywhere he goes. So the worst best wide receiver. I think that's what what I'm going for here. What about like a Gabriel Davis? Maybe he'd be perfect. Rashad Bateman. Is Gabe Davis not just Alan Lazard in a lot of ways? He he is. Yeah. I'm excited to watch Gabe Davis, Gabe Dave and the Bills. God, I can't wait for football. Wow. This is getting me excited, Ben. The thing is, the thing is, I'm thinking about all the options I could. Hmm. You know what? You know who I would say? Because he's so damn fast and so damn elusive that it won't matter. Well, the easy answer is Tyreek Hill. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to say him because I I don't know. For some reason, this might be a crazy thing. Tyreek Hill might not pass the eye test. <laughs> what? Tyreek Hill might not pass the eye test. Like, yeah, he can run under deep balls. Cool. Yeah. I'm I don't kidding. need Rodgers throwing more deep balls. We, uh, need, we need less of that. Tyreek Hill's terrific. The answer I would give is C.D. Lamb on the Cowboys. Because you can you can set him up in any screen situation. He's crazy yep. fast. He has terrific hands. He can get open on any route. He can get open on any body. And he also is at the stage of his career before superstardom where maybe, and defensive coordinators are smart, but maybe they don't lend him the same Devontae Adams attention. I've read from very smart football people who I like there are there are smart football people that believe CeeDee Lamb is going to be the best wide receiver in football this year. Up with Justin Jefferson, probably. Yeah. A lot of people are really high on CeeDee Lamb. As long as Dak Prescott doesn't hold him back, I can buy into that. Yeah. He's so I good. CeeDee Lamb would fit really well in a lot of the things Matt LaFleur likes. Exactly. And the thing is, when you have... I guess I'm saying CeeDee Lamb instead of Tyree Kill because... I've seen the speed. I have also seen it be done. I guess I should stop with the Tyree kill stuff because the more I talk about it, the more I realize that it's just a stupid take, but the CD lamb thing, like you see it done when Amari Cooper's out is the number one. You see it done in the screen game. You see it done deep. You see it done over the middle. He can catch over guys. He can catch inside guys. Like he does everything. So yeah, I could see him being one of the league's best receivers this season. Without Amari Cooper, though, it's weird. Dallas, Dak Prescott's not the same quarterback when Cooper's not there. And now he's in Cleveland catching balls from Jacoby Brissett. No, and aren't they having issues with Dalton Schultz's contract, too? I keep seeing his name pop up. Yeah. Refresh what's going on there. But their weapons are not going to look the same as they did last year. And I love Michael Gallup. He's a guy I would have loved to put on the Packers. But he's coming off an injury. You know, with Dalton Schultz, they're struggling with the contract. It's a good thing they drafted the next... Dalton Schultz, the exact carbon copy of him in Jake Ferguson. Yeah. They are the same player. Hold on with his contract. Mike Gusecki and Dalton Schultz going to play on one-year deals. Mike Gusecki would be a sneaky, fun player to pair with Aaron Rodgers, too. Yeah, he's a big boy. Definitely athletic. He was catching passes from Christian Hackenberg, if I'm not mistaken. I just remember. Oh, Trace McSorley. No, that was the McSorley years. I just remember that Penn State team. Man, that was that I've always sucked. I've always hated Penn State football growing up on the other side of Pennsylvania. It's just not what we grew up liking. So because of that, we didn't like it. One of those things mm-hmm. that Penn State team with McSorley, Saquon, Mike Gesicki. I think Chris Godwin was on that team, too. Yep, I hated that football team because they beat the Packers in the Big Ten 
championship Wisconsin? game or you just hated him to hate him or the uh, Wisconsin. Sorry, losing in big games. I defaulted to the Packers. Uh, <laughs> was it specifically because of that game that you hated him or did you have an issue with them before that? Hey. I just didn't like any of the players necessarily. And it was because I already didn't like Penn State. And then they ended up meeting Wisconsin in the Big Ten title against Corey Clement, who is one of my favorite football players ever. Yeah. What a great career arc for you with Corey Clement doing great things at the Badgers and then making huge plays for the Eagles in the Super Bowl. That is cool. I never thought about that. He had 100 receiving yards. I don't know where that came from. Trace McSorley is also just really easy to dislike. Just look at his face and you're like, eh. Yep. I don't think I like him. 100%. All right. 877-867-1670. We will continue this conversation next. Who we would add to the Packers. General NFL talk. We haven't done it much this week. It feels good to get out there. NFL college football talk. And then we'll talk about who we'd add to the Brewers. Same ilk. If you could just choose a guy off any team. I might make a couple caveats there with the best players in baseball. Like I might rule out Otani just because of what he does on both ends. But we'll talk about that coming up. 877-867-1670. If you want to join the show, it's Ben Kenny and Grant Bills and for Bill Michaels. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michaels show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Bill Michaels show. Ben Kenny Grant Bills. 877-867-1670. Your contractually required open update. Cam Smith putting for birdie on 18. It's a long one. Likely par. Put him in the clubhouse at 13 under. And one short of the lowest 36 hole score in major championship history. So he is. Commentate the shot. He is balling. No, he left it short. It's a par. Oh, I'm Cam, behind you. Cam Young, 10 under through 15 today Rory McIlroy Grant have you seen The Wire the television show no that is a damn shame probably the greatest show ever created for those listening that know what I'm talking about imagine the picture or video of Omar Little walking and everyone starts yelling yo Omar coming yo Omar coming it's that but the face is instead Rory McIlroy Rory coming (laughs) He just birdied two straight. He's nine under through 11 today. So tied for third at the moment. Could pick up a couple more before getting in the clubhouse, get to double digits, get in there, have a good chance on Saturday to make a move to set him up well for the weekend. Grant, they showed a shot of Phil Mickelson. It was him making a disaster on the 17th hole. He missed the cut. He looked like a divorced dad out there this week. Uh, T-shirt under a quarter zip with aviator sunglasses. It, someone aptly said it's like he was on an, some ad on TV. Those sunglasses that you could buy that are those, you know, those infomercials with the super gator sunglasses. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like that, um, but a black T-shirt. So Man, Brooks Kepka looks like dump too. Yep. Uh, that's what happens when you go play a tour where you don't actually have to compete to win. He looks ill. That's what or, happens. Or am I just seeing that because I want to see that? I don't know. He just doesn't look good. It's what happens when the Saudis control your life, Grant. It's what happens I when you it. go to the live. Uh, I mean, Dustin Johnson is up there. He has been terrific. There are a bunch of live guys having success. Dustin Johnson's one of them. I'm scrolling down to Abe answer is five under. He's a live guy. 
Scrolling down further, I saw Sergio Garcia and Patrick Reed. Both are in there. Lee Westwood as well, around tied for 24th, tied for 20th. So there it is. That's the open update. Again, a leaderboard that brings a lot of uh, excitement, to put it in a PG sense. I can't wait yeah. to wake up tomorrow and, and watch this stuff. Uh, Adam tweets in, at Ben Z. Kenny on Twitter. He said, cheating on the rules a bit. Oh, talking about the Brewers. Grant, this one's for you. At Ben Z. Brian, Kenny, Council? he says, cheating the rules a bit, but I want to add 2011 Niger Morgan to the Brewers oh. to provide that energy they're missing. And you could take Niger Morgan, Carlos Gomez too. Prime Carlos Gomez yeah. is great on this team. Play they center field. Center fielder. Yeah. Yeah. That would Gomez work well. So, much fun. so let's hit ours for the Brewers. We had done it for the Packers. 877-867-1670. Can chime in on who you would add to that team. If all the rules are taken away and you could just add someone you think will put them over the hump. It's a Friday. We're having some fun heading into the weekend. Why not? For me, when I look around the league and I'm, I'm excluding Shohei Otani. You are not allowed to pick him because he is simultaneously one of the best pitchers and hitters in the league. So that kind of yeah. solves both of your problems. Jose Ramirez grant. Now, Freddie right. Freeman's a great answer. Jose Ramirez, third baseman for the Cleveland now guardians over his last, I don't know how many three, four years. He has been one of the best hitters in baseball for power and average for all you average people. This year is hitting 285 with 17 bombs in OPS 925. He can play third base. You know what else he is, Grant, is an above-average second baseman. So that solves that problem instantly. You put him in the three-hole. He hits tanks. He is an electric baseball player to watch. He would be my guy. That's a great answer. No, I like No Mike Trout, too, for the record. Okay, I was going to ask, could you pick Trout? I'm glad that you took those guys off the top because this is an exercise I love doing. Like, if I'm hanging out with buddies, I'll be like, hey, uh, you can add one player to the Brewers. Who would it be? And I always try to, like, overthink everything. Like, I know the obvious answer is Freddie Freeman, but what about, you know, Goldschmidt? Um, I've also thought for a long time that it would be kind of fun to have Joey Votto as the Brewers' first oh. baseman. Can we do prime Joey Votto at least? Well, yeah. He sucks now. Well. Connection lagging a bit. We'll get that back. Again, it's, it's silencing Grant when he's about to make his most important points of the day. Yesterday, it was a one-liner. Today, it's been a wide receiver question. And praise for Joey Votto. Grant, continue. I just, the Brewers have never had good first base play. Like, quality, consistent first base play after Prince Fielder. So, I'd take Arenado, prime Joey Votto, yeah. I like how he's a power hitter and a run producer, but also can be a scrappy hitter because the Brewers don't have a lot of scrappy hitters. You know, classic choke up on the back guy Grant, two strike count he's hitting 215 like again we're talking about prime joey Votto. we're talking about 2012 joey Votto. well we have 2012 andrew mccutcheon can we get him too we signed the old version of him what's the difference yeah so once we change the years that's when i have a problem because there are yeah. so many guys we can name though the 2011 niger morgan drop from adam i like that yep. a lot if we could go old brewers i'm fine with that but yeah, I would love prime Albert Pujols. But if you look around the league today, who would it be? I think Goldschmidt or Freddie Freeman. Yeah. as So you're caving into what Dave from Monona wants. He wants a power-hitting first baseman that hits third. Well, yeah. David Monona's David Monona, but he's right about a lot of things. Ever since they he's lost a, a, to the Braves a, a, last stop, year. Stop. He is Sorry. right sometimes. Not right okay. about it. He is wrong about most things. 
the Phillies pitching comment yesterday is still making me laugh. (sighs) (laughs) Yeah, the Brewers haven't had a quality first baseman for more than a couple months at a time since Prince Fielder left. So if I can get Freddie Freeman, who does all of the things, hit third and play first base for the Brewers, yes, uh, absolutely. And ever since the Braves series last year, I cannot get Freddie Freeman out of my mind. To the point where I don't think the Brewers will ever win a World Series unless we have Freddie Freeman or a version of Freddie Freeman. He broke my brain. As the kids say, he's rent-free in your head, bro. He is. He is. Yes. I don't like that saying. Sure. Because living rent-free, eh, whatever. I don't want to get into the nuance of what this, what it means, but stupid <laughs> staying. Uh, I mean, realistic trade targets I've talked about. I, I want the combo of Frankie Montas and Ramon Laureano still, but the big bat is definitely attractive. Yeah, Goldschmidt, take him off St. Louis. That works well. Um, I mean, I am infatuated with Trey Turner, but I guess the team doesn't need another leadoff guy. To be honest, Grant, and maybe this is just a homer take from another town, There's no one in the game when he's healthy hitting the ball better than Bryce Harper right now. Both sides, righty, lefty, play a great right field for you. Maybe even even put him in center. Trust him in center more than some other guys. I mean, it's better than anything the Brewers have. Although Jonathan Davis, the more they play him, they're just giving him opportunities to do things that are going to keep him here, which I guess is good as long as the team wins. Um, What about this? Outside the box thinking, we have three catchers. What's one more? Let's get Salvador Perez. God. Salvador Perez is 90. Yeah. You, you noticing I like all the old guys. I like the name. I'm just like Mark Atanasio. Everything I criticize Mark for, just chasing big names at the end of their career because he thinks it's fun and he's a baseball <laughs> nerd and he wants to be friends with Andrew McCutcheon. I'm doing the same thing. Oh, that's good. Uh, while I can't really stand him as – I can't stand his personality – I think Pete Alonzo fits in well. I mean, the key here are guys that can hit in the middle of the order consistently. Pete Alonzo, though, doesn't hit for great average, so that would bring some trouble. I think the center field spot is it might be the best bet to help the team immediately, but that Jose Ramirez at second th- base thing, I love. Mm-hmm. And then maybe even third base. Maybe we teach Chase Peterson or whoever. Whoever is going to play third, just put him at second. Here's my very... Uh, innocent way of looking at it when I think about what the team could look like. Can we just teach them how to be good at second base? You know? Yeah. Can they just work on it? Yeah. Um, the only thing I worry about Ramirez, if he's coming in to play third, like you're going to have to second. platoon him with your second. I mean, you're going to, at some point you might have to platoon one of these guys with Jace Peterson. And that's concerning because he's got to still have his playing time. I'm kidding. Of course. Um, I'm looking at the all-star roster right now. Cause I just want to make sure there's nobody that I'm missing. Are we out on Tatis? I feel like baseball fandom's kind of out on him right now. Well, he's been out. Hurt. He's yeah. been out all season. Yeah, that's why. But isn't he out because he got in a motorcycle accident in the offseason? Or yeah. he did? Yeah, he broke his wrist. Uh, I mean, at least worrying. he didn't do it the day before their first damn playoff game. At least he didn't break his hand right after they clinched the NL Central. Uh, uh, Touche. It's a good point. Good point. Um, Aaron Judge. Hmm. Are the Yankees going to cough up money for him? I feel like you know he's what? having a great year, but is he going to do this from now on? I feel like this is timing very well for Judge, and even the Yankees who will pay for anyone at any time are like, eh, I don't know about this. 
I agree. Here's another dangerous take. Go ahead. Aaron Judge doesn't pass the eye test. All right. It doesn't. And I say that not like he hits consistent tanks. He has been a terrific baseball player his career, especially this season. In the lead, if not close to the AL MVP with Shohei Otani. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't pass it because it doesn't look very repeatable. A guy that tall shouldn't be able to this consistently hit every single pitch out of the ballpark. For instance, O'Neill Cruz, also 6'7", pirate yeah. shortstop, young phenom. He does pass the eye test. Something eye test about guy. his swing just works where I think mm-hmm. it's great. Again, this cannot be... You can't really argue against what I'm saying because I can't defend it because there's it's not based on anything. It just doesn't look repeatable. And I'll, for the golf fans out there, I'll use a golf analogy. Scotty Scheffler, number one player in the world, has clearly proven himself to be one of the best golfers alive right now, if not yeah. the best. However, his feet slip every time he hits the ball. And it doesn't look, what he's doing doesn't look repeatable, but it is. So I've heard some say he doesn't pass the eye test. I've heard some say that, and it was you the last time I hosted the show with you, I believe. Yeah. I'm I- with you on judge in a way where if I get to pick any player in the world to add to the Brewers, it's okay if it's a power hitter, but that power hitter needs to be able to add something else when they're not hitting bombs, right? When you're in a cold stretch or when you're having a down season, you need to be able to provide something else. I, I, I don't watch enough Aaron judge in the Yankees to know for sure that he can't, but like a player like Mookie Betts, yep. like Mookie Betts hits a lot of bombs, but when the power isn't there, he can do lots of other things, right? Terrific I, I center field. Player. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Brantley tweets in at Ben Z Kenny. I'll change my answer since Grant originally picked Freeman, but double down on pitching and get the best pitcher in the game when healthy, Jacob DeGrom. Now, I like that take. I mean, you know, I've been on the stance of give me another impact starter on this team, and that's some danger. Move, maybe throw uh, Freddie Peralta into the bullpen, come playoff time, and use his arm high leverage and go throw another impact starter. I don't see how the Brewers can lose a baseball series if Corbin Burns, Jacob DeGrom, and Brandon Woodruff are starting the first three games. So that's a great answer. I like that. Yeah, you can't go wrong. You can always have another great starter. You could always have another great reliever. You know, like if the Brewers offense is a little bit better, I love the idea of adding Diaz, like another high-level closer type arm in the bullpen to have more flexibility. But with the Brewers offense in the shape that it is, you don't really have that luxury. Yeah, I'll push back on one thing. I don't think you can always use another starter. The way I think about it is the ideal scenario going into a series, like I wouldn't go for a fourth. I think having three elite starters is your best case delete scenario because if you think about it, you can win the first round with only three guys. Come second round, yeah, you might have to go to your fourth starter, but then the top three guys will pitch twice in that series if you go short rest which in the playoffs, many do. So it's really that top three that has the huge impact. And then give me a fourth. Like I'm thinking back to a rotation, the Brewers last season, but also you think like Roy Halladay, Cliff Lee, Cole Hamels, random team off the top of my head that I've never heard of before. But that was a filthy rotation. And then in the fourth spot, they had Roy Oswalt, who was good, not elite by any means, but you don't need another crazy good arm next to that. You need that top three and then the rest you put in the bullpen or elsewhere. I had that Sports Illustrated cover hanging in my room, by the way. Speaking of your Phillies, mm. I loved Cliff Lee, 
Halliday, and Hamels. And it was, I'm going to find the cover right now. I loved that rotation in my head, and I never played baseball, but I always envisioned like, I wanted that to be me and my buddies. Mm-hmm. Like I, that's, I would go out in the yard and I'd throw baseball around and just in my head, that's what I think. I love that team. So you can talk about that Phillies rotation anytime. I mean, it's not dissimilar to what the Brewers have. Those guys were just later in their careers and more proven. Like Roy mm-hmm. Halladay is a hall of famer. Rest in peace. That was, yeah. a, that was a sad day. Cliff Lee probably won't make the hall of fame, but he was one of the more electric pitchers of the last 10, 15 years. And then Cole Hamels world series MVP. He had been there, done that years prior. The Brewers similar talent level. Roy Halladay is above them all, but Burns Woodruff Peralta. It's still, you're talking about three of the more elite starters in baseball yet. They're just earlier in their careers. So they haven't reached that point yet. That's the big difference I would draw, but Roy Oswalt would push uh, Hauser or Lauer or whoever else around Blanton's on here too. Oh, and I, was, I love that this was the era with the fighting necklaces. Yeah. It was just badass. Did you have those like in middle school? Everyone wanted to get their hands on one of those. You don't know how many of those I owned. Yes. So many. Yes. Good. The braided ones were the, the coolest kids had the braided ones. That's what I had. And the, the fancy, uh, see the fancy color combinations. Yep. I had the classic black, but I remember once upon a time going to Shields in Eau Claire to look at the fighting section. And I wanted to find the one that Cliff Lee is wearing in this picture. Yeah. I'll try to find some picture from earlier, but yes, very much worn. Um, the, that, that was sweet. That was a fun time as a baseball fan. It went downhill yeah. since then in my early, in my previous life, living on the other side of the country, eight, seven, seven, eight, six, seven, 1670. You want to chime in? What was the Packers best off season move? Who would you add to their team if you could? Who'd you add, who would you add to the Brewers? Overall talk, it's a Friday. We're enjoying it. Open update coming up next, plus more. It's Ben Kenny Grant Bills in for Bill Michaels. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back in Bill Michaels show. As we speak, I'll get my golf play-by-play hat on Grant. Roy McIlroy putting for Eagle. I have to lower my voice. Here's Rory, 12th green. This for Eagle to get him to 11 under. And solo second. Up the slope, breaking back towards the hole. Runs out of room. That will be a nice, comfortable birdie for McIlroy. That will get him to 10 under, tied for second place. Ugh. I don't know whether to add the Irish accent or not. All right, I'm not going to do That's that again. Good. But there you go. Rory McIlroy, 10 under, tied with Cam Young for second place. He is also at 10. Cam Smith in the house at 13 under at the open play. Coming towards a close, back nine still to play for a bunch of guys. Uh, getting some more tweets here about who would be added to this Brewers team. AJ tweets in at Ben Z Kenny. You can also chime in eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy if you want Soto or Acuna. Problem is, Grant here. Like, there's there's no wrong answer. And here's my thought: I like doing the football thing more because of how specific it is for positions. When you talk yeah. about offensive attack, defensive philosophy upgrades in terms of running, passing, whatever it is. 
I like that a lot more than baseball where I can say, oh, great player, great hitter. Let's put him in the lineup. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot more nuance to the football side. Like any team would love to have, you know, we keep talking about Freddie Freeman. There's not a team in the league that would say, ah, like I like Freeman, but I'd rather have this other niche <laughs> guy. You know what I mean? The Braves almost did. <laughs> yeah, the, Bra- <laughs> the Braves almost did. Which, like by the, the way, are the perfect example. They'll take anyone. Which, by the way, real quick, uh, Freddie Freeman's former agent is suing Doug Gottlieb, the Fox Sports radio host. Yeah. What I a story. Yesterday. I am um, actually. Okay, hear me out here, because I think the premise that I'm about to say you're going to disagree with, but I want to explain it. I actually have liked Doug Gottlieb for a long time <sighs> because I like a good solo hosted radio show. I like Colin Cowherd. I like Gottlieb. I like someone that can just lean back, grab a mic, and go and rant for 10 or 12 minutes and work in an analogy. And Gottlieb's always done a really good job. The problem with Gottlieb is he always just wants to be a jerk about something. It's like, why do you it. have to be this guy? Yep. And that's the hang up. The format is great. The delivery is great, but the content it's like, man, why are you the way that you are? That I agree with. I had enjoyed previously when he would fill in for cowherd when I used to watch yeah. that show often, but yes, I completely agree. He is an ass and he kind of loves it, but he finds any way he could be kind of with another radio host. I'm not going to name who's in the news right now that I cannot stand. But I, yeah, got, um, Gottlieb decides to be kind of a nuisance, and we're not going to talk about him. He doesn't. We don't, need have, to we don't have to talk about it. Doesn't need to be talk talked about. about. So we don't have to talk about it. Yeah, he's getting sued, but uh, yeah, adding the nuance is different. If I can ask you for your current Mount Rushmore of sports talkers, who's on it? Just so I can better understand. Oh man, so um, Ebo <laughs> is on there. Zach, yeah, Bill Obviously. Michaels, Grant. There it is. That's yeah. a good Mount Rushmore. That's um, a great Mount Rushmore. Are you talking local or national? Because whoever, whoever, whoever right. you like listening to, maybe it's a mix. Well, the thing is, look I, at it this way. Look at it this way. If you could add one sports talker from anywhere to our network, what would it be <laughs> to fit in with? That's the great. Topic? So I love a good cowherd clip on Twitter. Yep. Five minutes. I can't really listen to the whole show anymore. Because I get so sick of all the national stories and the national headlines. I'm a big fan of local sports talk radio. Yes. So the problem here is my Mount Rushmore will mostly come from uh, the place I grew up listening to radio, which was Philadelphia. Angelo. Well, I mean, I'll do this. Mike Francesa, Chris Russo, the the godfathers of sports talk radio. And those clips still circulate, which is awesome. But a couple guys from Philly. Um. Okay. My guy, John Marks, Ike Reese, that show is awesome. And the morning show guy who's retiring this year, Angelo Cataldi, he is, I mean, I think I've shown you some clips of his show. I showed them to my buddy Asher, who joined us on Monday or Tuesday. He is, Asher's not a Philly sports fan, but I showed him the clips and I showed him the morning show and he was infatuated by how entertaining it was. He was like, yeah, oh Philly my, gets it. this is they a do good job. The callers are the craziest people I've ever heard in my life. The hosts are equally as ridiculous, and it just works. It is so funny. So that would be mine. And yeah. you? Uh, I don't know. I love Cowherd. I really like Nick Wright. Um, Nick Wright would be someone I'd love to sit down and just ask questions about like his career for like 20 minutes. If I could just poke his brain and talk about like how he went to Syracuse, which sucks. All the 
I have so much Syracuse envy. It's so annoying. It's, it's like, only because none of them that went there really care about college basketball until they go to the tournament because they're only good in the tournament. And then all they go on Twitter is, hey, look, yeah, Bayheim back. 2-3 orange. zone, Syracuse. One of Bayheim's eight sons is still on the team. That's what's that's what's yeah. unbearable about it. So that's funny that that's what triggers you. Not that they just get all the sports radio jobs, but they're fake college basketball fans. Yes. So that's incredible. Yes. Um, I like Nick Wright. I like Cowherd. You know, as I get older, I really like Dan Patrick more and more every day when I listen to him. He's on the boring side, but some days I want boring. I just want something very, it's like a bowl of chicken noodle soup I knew you in the were, form of sports radio. I knew you were about to do that. You were what? setting yourself up. Uh, he's boring, but I like boring. Bang, analogy. <laughs> I knew it was going to be either stew, chicken noodle soup, or like French toast. Yeah, oh, all great comfort foods. Um, so or the breakfast. Chris mind. Middleton is the OJ. That man. We we struggled through that one yesterday. <laughs> we limped through the breakfast analogy. Really, I just wanted to say that Pat Connaughton was a vital piece, a small piece, yes, <laughs> but a vital piece of the larger workings of the Bucks. Well, I think um, your issue there is that everybody eats different things for breakfast. If you start talking about yeah. chicken noodle soup, everybody has the same idea of it. My breakfast is very different than other people's. I don't really drink orange juice. That's not and part I don't of it. either. That's why I, 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 I switched to coffee. Get rid of the orange juice, put the coffee instead. Cause I, dude, I woke up this morning. I wasn't feeling great. I might've lied to you a little bit. And I just limped to my fridge. Cause I had a couple cans of like iced coffee in there and it's bad. But 20 seconds after taking my first drink, my body immediately, I could tell a difference. Yeah. That's probably dependence, but I feel you there. I do. 877-867-1670. We have a minute here. We'll go to line one. You're on the Bill Michaels show. Who do we got? Good morning or afternoon, I guess. This is uh, Nathan and Sean. I'll call the wrong show, I think, today. Nathan, what's up? Yeah, you're cheating on the boys in the morning. Well, I mean, you're not a moron, so we got that going for us. Cheers. Thank you. By the way, we have a minute um, here, so we got to make it a little quick. All right. Well, when you guys were going through your uh, guys that you like to listen to, kind of funny i like listening to jason smith as a syracuse guy so you know jason smith oh i have seen him i appreciate it nathan you know what call back in the one o'clock hour i probably should have waited to put you on but we're running up against it here we have to take a quick break i think i've seen jason smith on twitter i have not listened to his show i admittedly as obviously this is my job i listen to the bill michael show every day because i'm on it and i listen to a lot of other programming around our great network grant show from four to six I do my own show Thank from you. six to seven on Thursdays, but then a lot of the rest of it is uh, more specific, you know, golf stuff, Philly stuff here and there, but that is what it is. All right. 877-867-1670 can fit calls in coming up top of the hour. It's Ben Kenny and Grant Bills in for Bill Michaels. Ready? This is the Bill Michaels show on the Wisconsin sports zone radio network. Welcome back. It is the Bill Michaels Show. Ben Kenny Grant Bills. Quick segment here. Then we'll be back for the 1 o'clock hour. Last hour of the show. Bill is back on Monday. Grant and I have taken you through this week. Bill's vacation will end. You will hear uh, the sweet tones come back. No more of the eye test talk from me. Except I'll probably still interject it. Nobody, listeners out there, nobody tell him about the Tyree Kill thing, please. About him not passing the eye test. Because... I, I'm just going to talk myself into it. I guess I have that take now. 
I can't wait for the Brewers to add a huge bat and all the listeners are going to be rejoicing and Bill's going to be amped and you're going to come in and be like, eh, he's sitting 310 and drives in runs, but I don't know that he passes the eye test. It doesn't look repeatable. Listen, if you ever want to argue with somebody and you don't want them to say anything back, say something about the eye test. They can't tell you what you see. I can't tell. I, I'm not going to do that. That would have been a low blow. Grant, I think you know where I was going to go with that. I'm a bigger man uh, than that. I'm a bigger man. A blind joke. No, never. Have okay. never. Will never. All right. It's the Bill Michaels Show. We're back. More after this. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.